0: Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this question about where is God today to the pulpit on April 26, 1956. The scripture was from Luke, the 18th chapter and the 9th verse. And it says, And he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous, and they despised others. Where is God today? My dad was talking at an evening service, and he was talking in a church you know, that, that he was relatively new at. It was in Davenport, Iowa. And I have to say that as he's doing this service, and I read his words, and I, and I hear how it sounded, and it sounded like my dad had had a really long week. And, well, this sermon on a Sunday evening, so after a long day at church, well, he was direct enough in his conversation that I'm sure that he probably made the congregation a little uncomfortable as they were listening to his words. Now, we all know that the world was much different in 1956 than it is today. I mean, in 1956, on Sunday, most businesses were closed. Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, well, they were kind of going down the list of singers at the time. Elvis, of course, was rising up, and the other big stars of of the 50s, Buddy Holly and others. And, well, Elvis was pretty hot stuff, but all the members of the Beatles, well, they were only about 10 years old in 1956, so it was a different world then than what we're used to today. But my dad looked at this, and he said, where is God today? And what he was saying really is very similar to what we could say today in 2022. I mean, where is God today in our churches? Dad talked about Secular discussions in the church. Now, secular basically is a word that means not being spiritual. And he said that, well, when you're secular, that you have ideas, but they don't consider any other reality. They only consider the birth and the death of a man, and they don't consider God. They would like to say that just being a good person and showing brotherly love to your fellow man is enough it's enough religion and man's belief in god really is not that important you just need to have brotherly love that's the secular thought but the bible time and again tries to warn us against this type of thinking when you look at what peter said now peter was the rock of the church and he said that jesus must be the head of the church And in Matthew, the 16th chapter, Well, he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And that's Jesus saying, Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And upon that, the Lord looked at Peter and said, Well, upon you, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, my dad continued talking about how some churches, and he didn't want to get personal with anyone, but how some churches were attracting their attendance by doing things that were almost musical comedy rather than from the Bible. So he wondered, where is God today in those churches? But it's interesting, about 10 years later, later than that particular sermon in 1956, well, my dad you know, was talking and saying that large non-denominational churches, well, they were coming and they were going to be a part of society. And a good part of those large denominational services are frequently shows that are very, very highly orchestrated and highly produced. And so he was praying in those days, 10 years after 1956, that they would come and that they would have the voice of the Lord in their mind and in their church. But in this time, in 1956, having a big show on Sunday, anything beyond the choir was really not what my dad thought was appropriate. So we know the teachings of brotherly love is not enough to get you to heaven unless you include having to give your life to the Lord to get to heaven. And it was getting harder and harder in the 50s for my dad to fill his church, to hear the word of truth. And he believed very strongly that we must not separate goodness from our love and obedience to God. They need to be together. Then he looked at what was going on in the world. And in the 50s, you had the growth of communism, and you had just recently come out of World War II with Germany and Japan and all the things that went on with that. But after a lengthy discussion on this, he said there's one thing that he really wanted to impress upon his congregation. He said, a Christian that substitutes the ideals of God, well, then you're headed toward being a secular organization, and that that might be a stepping stone to an even worse type of activity. And he says that history has shown that to be true. And you didn't have to look very far back in history in the 50s to see what had happened in and during World War II. The bottom line is secularism cannot answer the basic needs of a Christian. And we have to keep God as the head of the church. Now, my dad personally believed he would be a Christian, if for no other reason than what the 14th chapter of John says. And it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. So keeping God in our worship, if for no other reason than to ensure that we have a place to go to in our Father's house. Now, my dad closed this with an old song that many of you, I'm sure, know, and it's called Faith of Our Fathers. And the first verse goes, and I'm not going to sing it for you but the words are, Faith of our fathers living still, in spite of dungeon, fire, and sword. Oh, how our hearts beat high with joy whenever we hear that glorious word. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you and keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace.